Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Monday, September 12th, 2022. It is a hot and muggy September day here uh, standing up in the kitchen in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Uh, high dew point, which accounts for the humidity. I've, uh, I think I've become <clears throat> a little bit more expert on dew point thanks to the uh, fabulous New York Metro Weather Twitter account. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. It's been a couple of weeks, I think, since the last episode. Uh, this is episode 92. Um, going through the neighborhood report, I think I mentioned Ruthie's last time. So, um, there's been a couple of other hotspots that have opened up or at least one, which is Gus's chop house i think it is but it's in the old la sigone space on union street near um henry um i guess it's meant to be a casual steakhouse type place i don't know but seems to have a lot of buzz it's hard to get in um blah 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 uh given that it's this neighborhood it won't be hard to get in forever because things are pretty casual around here but and in other spot news in the neighborhood trying to think uh not too much going on i mean yeah there's ruthie's gus's um cafe spaghetti which was the springtime hot opening i still haven't been there but hopefully we'll get to it soon um but yeah looking over the past couple of weeks here let's see neighborhood news well i got to go hang out with my friend um chad uh at his house on clinton street we had some beers and um, it was great. He, I'd never hung out. Hung, well, I'd never hung out with him. You know, just the two of us and gone to his house, obviously. So, I walked over there. He lives around the corner, and he had two lawn chairs set up in the front and a little cooler of beer. It was great, and we just sat there and watched people stroll by, and then went down to his um, basement, which was really nice. And he had a drum set there, so I t- tuned some of his drums, and that was fun. Uh, so that was just like a nice neighborhood thing. And when I was sitting there in a lawn chair with a friend with a cooler of beer between us and watching people walk by, I was like, this is uh, this is what neighborhood living is like. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that was that was very nice. Um, let's see. In other neighborhood news, I have been I had been watering the garden throughout the summer a couple of times, but then it kind of ramped up at the end of August. I think I mentioned this before, but I had uh, signed up to be a part of like watering the school garden at school throughout the summer. And my friend Kara is the uh, head of the garden committee. So I was happy to help. I would have been happy to help anyway. But at this point, I got the I knew what I was in for uh, because she explains things so well. So that was really fun. It was like just so kind of calming to go over to the school garden and just spread a spray a hose for like 10 minutes um anyway i did multiple days the week before labor day and we were allowed to harvest so i picked a lot of kale uh, i picked we picked a lot of um, cherry tomatoes and herbs really nice and um let's see other neighborhood things oh i went to dolce brooklyn for the first time um which is a gelato space that opened uh, on Sackett and Henry year, a couple of years ago, but I've never gone because on that corner is also Brooklyn Pharmacy, which is where I always go. But as my um, 
neighbor and friend Jill pointed out when I ran into her there, um, it's nice to have options, which it is. And the gelato was fantastic. Uh, I got to have some of Oliver's. Really, really good. And I guess that's like the actual neighborhood news. There's been some extra neighborhood news, meaning outside the neighborhood. Uh, my my friend and Bourbon Club fellow member Sam had his had a DJ night for his um for his wife's birthday, but this was in Williamsburg at Nikki's Unisex, which is a cool little bar on South Something Street. It's down by like Broadway and the Williamsburg Bridge. And this is such it was such a Williamsburg bar because it's one of those places where it's tiny. It's like a small bar, but they have a disco ball and they have things like DJs and it's a club party atmosphere, but not annoyingly so in a regular bar, which I think is just kind of like that's the classic Williamsburg bar experience. Um, so Sam spun like awesome 80s and 90s tunes throughout and um Matt Tyson was there and Matt's wife Kendra and we all had a great time met some great people and then Matt and Kendra and I shared a car back to uh the neighborhood and of course uh we had to have a nightcap so they invited me down to their basement and we had some bourbon and watched tv and it was so nice and fun Uh, so that was a great night and then the other major out of neighborhood news was um I went to Roger Waters at Madison Square Garden. That was with Pete. Pete um, Pete had an extra ticket and offered it to me uh, like a couple days before, something like that. So I, I love Roger Waters, and I love Pink Floyd, and I've seen Roger Waters solo um, in 2010, which was The Wall, 2017 at Barclays, which was the... I can't remember the name of the name of the tour, but... Um, and then... I have, and then not Roger Waters, but I saw Pink Floyd in September 1987 at the Hartford Civic Center, which was essentially my first concert ever. Um, and I remember back then wanting to see Roger Waters, and I don't know how I missed the Hartford show, but um, I noticed that he was playing the Garden. I think it was the Garden, or somewhere and somewhere else in New York too. And then over the next 12 months, and asking my dad to drive me down into the city for that, and it did not work out, <laughs> which I don't blame my dad for. But yeah, so I love seeing Roger Waters. This show was great. It was in the round. It has this sort of like four, like cross, a cross of um, video screens hanging above, whoa, sorry, hanging above the stage. And, you know, very typical Roger Waters. It's obviously very political and there's a lot of um, messaging that is not subtle, but I've always appreciated how kind of like, hip and uh up to the minute everything he does is in terms of just like visuals and like during i think it was the song sheep where uh some of the not sung lyrics but the kind of weird spoken um warped pseudo bible phrasing they converted those into tweets and tweet storms that kind of scrolled by on the screens and it was just so clever and cool and it's just like here's this 78 year old guy uh, using just giving us these great visuals, these up to date in 2022 visual commentary. Um, whereas, you know, David Gilmore doesn't do that. Not that he does anything anymore, but, um, 
I always appreciated Roger Waters, you know, kind of doing these more clever, um, clever commentary and clever visuals and clever presentation. And if you listen to any of his old bootlegs, like I have, um, and used to own like the expensive vinyl bootlegs you would buy at record conventions, uh, like all of his tours have been so, so well done. So anyway, Roger Waters was great. Thank you, Pete. And, um, what else? Oh, well, we went out of town Labor Day for one night because we wanted to get away for one more night and do another hotel stop. And um, we could only go one night because we had to be back for watching, kind of watching our niece's purposes on the Saturday of Labor Day. So on Friday, we went up to New Haven, which is close because it's close. And um, it was great. We got up there. Julie and Oliver wanted to stay in the hotel. It was late anyway when we got there, like 930. But I met, I reached out to my friend Dave Sirwicki, who lives in Branford, um, and his brother, Jim, lives in New Haven. So um, anyway, so I re- reached out to Dave, and Dave and I met at this place called the Old Heidelberg, which is like a basement bar, um, and it was over. It was very collegey in there, um, which was kind of cool to be in. But then it's also like. It's in the basement below the Graduate Hotel, you know, that chain. So it was, I don't know, I feel like the bar must have been there before the Graduate. But anyway, it was cool to go to. And then we went down to this kind of library-ish, you know, th- those kind of wooden oak tall ceiling bars. Uh, it's right on the green, the New Haven Green, called Ordinary. And that was great. It was a great night. Um and then the next day, I went for a nice long run through New Haven, which is not big, so you can kind of like hit all of the big spots on a on a not very long run. And then Julie and Oliver and I went to Modern, a pizza for our second time in a month. And, and it's funny, the it was great, but the pie wasn't as perfect as a month ago. And I think it was just like whoever happened to be cooking it. It was a little softer and gooier, and didn't have it wasn't as crispy and thin, but um, still awesome, of course. And then we uh, stopped for mini golf on the way back to the city, and we stopped in Norwalk. It's kind of pretty down there by the water. Um, not that I would ever want to live in Fairfield County, but um, it is pretty in Norwalk by the water. So we played on this really nice mini golf course called Cove Mini Golf. And listeners to this podcast know that we've played a lot of mini golf this summer, but this was the nicest course I think we've played. Um, really nice. Um, but unfortunately, the experience will always be uh, sort of tarred by the fact that on the 12th hole, Oliver got stung by a bee, and it all happened in slow motion. This bee got close to his face, and he got scared, and he didn't know what to do. Then he kind of swiped it, and then all of a sudden there was, uh, you know, he just sort of like emitted this howl of pain, and it was so sad. And and um, at first, you know, he's never been stung, so I'm like, is he gonna? Is there gonna be a reaction? And thankfully, there wasn't really. It swelled a bit. It was right on his lip, but it swelled a bit. I ran and got a bottle of Poland Spring because it was, you know, it's cold. So like, ran it back and used it as an ice pack, so to speak. And thankfully, the swelling went down in a few minutes, and he had no major reaction. But he, he was, and he kept saying, I know that bee's going to die now because he stung me. He's going to die. And he was trying to like make himself feel better. And um, I don't know if it's this sort of like parental thing, but I was just, I had so much rage in my body for this bee. I, I just 
really, I was like, I hate this bee that just stung my son. But anyway, that bee's long gone. Um, he's somewhere, I'm sure, near the uh, back nine of Cove Mini Golf in Norwalk. Um, but anyway, that was the big news. But he got over it, and then we drove back to the city, and uh, yeah, it was nice. So then the other huge news, well, there's a couple more things, but the other huge news is that school started, of course. So Oliver's first day of school was on September 8th, and we have been nervous all summer, as I think listeners to this know, because Oliver has, is aware that fourth grade is a bit of a jump, but he's he seemed, I think we kind of like calmed him down in the perfect way where we offered him sort of like reassurance but not overly so which would have communicated subtly that like this was a big deal we just made not too big of a deal about it and kept reassuring him and that first morning I knew things were maybe okay because he willingly posed and smiled for photos outside which was great um drop off was okay and when I texted from work after pickup how his day went and he had said it was awesome I almost had, I basically had tears in my eyes because it was such a relief and ah, I'm so happy. So anyway, school is going well. His teachers are great. We met them the day before. I really like them. So yeah, let's see. And finally, the other big news is my friend Sam Hearn was in town from London. She lived uh, in this neighborhood for many years and she moved back to her native London like five years ago and she brought over her boyfriend uh, who I've not met because Sam has not been here in a three years because of the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. And he was great. So we did some fun things. We went to Bargrade Harry on like one night, of course, which was Sam's old local and obviously my local. And then the next day I offered to drive them to Greenpoint because Olaf had left his debit card at some restaurant. So we went to Greenpoint, went, it was right on Manhattan Avenue, went to Peter Pan, got some donuts, and then we drove to Red Hook and went to Sonny's which was awesome. We had a daytime, beautiful daytime afternoon beer at Sunny's, sitting at the bar inside. And then we went to Strong Rope Brewery, which is over by Valentino Pier. And it's on those like big warehouse pier things. So I've never been to Strong Rope. It's been there like a year or at least. And I've seen my friends check in there on Foursquare. But, and I've seen pictures, but I never realized how awesome it is because the view from there is awesome. And so the photos everyone posts are of the harbor, which is like looks like every other photo of the harbor. I mean, when you're, you know, it's a nice view. But no one seems to have posted photos of how incredible the outdoor spaces and the indoor spaces. And when I got there, I was like, whoa, this is awesome. So Strong Rope Brewery, high, high recommend. And I had a Pilsner and it was like on the level of threes Pilsners in terms of like crisp and nuanced and you take a sip and you're like oh that's a great great beer so anyway that is the neighborhood news um let's see moving on to music didn't listen to too many albums this time but let's there is a new release or re-release or something archival of um a chris christopherson show from when is it the 70s i think but it's called live at gillies by chris christopherson highly recommend um i listened to eight freedoms by new freedom sound new freedom sound is a instrumental mostly uh avant jazz avant cross genre thing by zach barocas who is the drummer in jawbox um and more notably here in the neighborhood he is the co-proprietor of the fabulous measure twice stationary store on court street uh 
and I've gotten to know Zach a little bit in the last month by just, I'm a regular at his store because we buy all of our stationary things and planners and everything there and calendars. And he's a great guy and he's a obviously incredible drummer. But this, this album by, again, it's called New Freedom Sound, Eight Freedoms, really great. Um, listen to the new Afghan Wigs, How Do You Burn? It is awesome. Uh, first few songs especially. Like if you just wanted to check it out, the first song is just classic Afghan Wigs. You know, dark and ominous and rockin' awesomeness. Uh, listen to the new Lou Reed archival release, which came out, I think, as a record store day thing in the spring, but now it's on streaming services called um, I'm So Free, the 1971 RCA Demos by Lou Reed. It's demos from that era, and it is as great as you would imagine. And listen to Back on the Road to You by Freedy Johnston. Freedy Johnston, the longtime singer-songwriter who I don't think lives in New York anymore, but he has a relationship to Dreamland Studios up in West Hurley. I can tell from his and their Instagram accounts. Um, and Freedy Johnston, of course, had the great uh, bad reputation big hit big indie hit even though it was on electra in the 90s anyway this is a really good album um back on the road to you by freedy johnston and for books i read the todd rundgren memoir the individualist which is really great it's about 180 pages long every page is a chapter or every chapter is a page so like every chapter is a every page is a different chapter and it's a really novel way no pun intended to write a memoir and I, the only drawback is that, like, there are certain things I wish you would expand upon, like the album Nearly Human, which gave great insight. Even in the, even in that one page, it gave me a big fan of that album, great insight, but I wanted more. And famously, um, you know, he produced Skylarking by XTC, and there was a, it was a very contentious affair, him and Andy Partridge. And he actually devotes two chapters, two pages to Skylarking, so that's good. Um Anyway, great book. I might take a picture of those Skylarking pages um, because just so I have <laughs> as notes. So if you want to read what Todd Rundgren thinks about his experience producing Skylarking, hit me up. And that is it. Uh, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Not that any of them are ever too long. But yeah, um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Got some fun stuff coming up. Um, national show uh, that I'm excited to go to. Um, heading up to Canada soon. So yeah, talk soon about that stuff, hopefully. And uh, yeah, that's it. From the um, kitchen counter here in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, uh, this has been episode 92 of the Conrad Life Report. Talk soon. <laughs>